Yeah, it's the Dogcast, episode 143. We know you guys have been waiting to hear what we have to say about recruiting, so here it is. Dog fans, it's the Dogcast, episode number 143. We know you guys have been anxiously awaiting our recruiting class. It took us, what, two weeks? Yeah, it's taken us two weeks to examine this class and find out everything you guys need to know. I, I know we've been late, but we've been working. Yeah, and you know, like we said so many times about recruiting, it really doesn't matter. That's why it's been so long, because it ain't that big of a deal. <laughs> we're, we're trying to display our disdain for recruiting. You know, I mean, top five classes, top, top five, ten, top three. It really doesn't matter. And, you know, as we have alluded to a little bit, don't get your panties in a, in a wad for next year, because next year we're not even going to be in the top 20. The reason is... We've only got 15 or 16 scholarships to give away. And if we had 16 five-star recruits, some school with 26 scholarships to give away is going to be ahead of us. And again, as we've often said, it really doesn't matter how well you played in high school, how big a guy you were on your high school team. Until you scored a touchdown or made a sack between the hedges, you ain't done you, nothing for us, all, baby. All you are was a star in high school. <laughs> exactly. So, dog fans, your worldwide global service, the dogcast.com, is here tonight. We got we got lots of news to cover, old dog. Lots of stuff to talk about. Number one, of course, is recruiting. But we also got to talk about the Vince Dooley thing, the big Vince Dooley honor, whether or not you think it's an honor or not, whether or not you even think Vince Dooley is due an honor, you know? And uh, we got license plate news. We got University of Hawaii news. We got dog dial news. We're going to save that for last. Oh, man. Well, let's knock the recruiting out of the way pretty quick. Okay. Because I think we can go through it pretty quick, pretty good. Okay. Oh. Well, let's get it on then. Hold on. I I got right here. Let me. Oh. We're here. Rattle that paper, uh, man. Rattle that paper. In my formerly nicotine stained fingers. Um, Here we go. Okay. I got news about this recruiting thing, man. All right, so uh, let's talk about the recruits. Number one, well, and these are in no particular order. We're going to give you guys the recruits. We're going to tell you a little bit about them. You got this kid, uh, four-star athlete, Xavier Avery, out of Cedar Grove High School. Are you going to go through them one by one? Are you want me just to hit the ones that are, that are yeah, important? Yeah, I mean, because you're going to put people to sleep <laughs> if you're going to read them one by one. Let's put it this way. Folks, we had a good recruiting class, and you know why? We got a bunch of linemen, offensive and defensive. They're big, and they're strong, and they're fast. Take for and instance, it don't matter how many five-star athletes you got 
unless you've got the line to support them, Jeez. you ain't going to do shit. <laughs> That's all, dog fans. That's Thanks. it. So we had a great recruiting class because we got a lot of linemen. That's the end of episode 143. Signing off here from the bunker. That's it. Downtown Athens, Georgia, underneath Sanford Stadium. Okay, hold on. So we're 60 feet underneath the field at Sanford Stadium. And let me tell you, A.J. Harmon, 6'5", 325 pounds. Shakes the light fixtures when he walks <laughs> on the field here in the bunker. He is probably going to end up on defense. He was recruited as an offensive lineman. Probably going to end up as a defensive lineman. Fantastic player. Now, why do you say he's going to end up as a defensive lineman? Because that's something you've read. No, that's because someone he else had, said. Listen, he had 200 tackles as a defensive lineman, and only 100 pancake blocks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what, I'm betting no Sean Moreno and Matthew Stafford would rather have that 100 pancake blocks than 200 tackles. Well, okay, I tell you what, let's talk about these two guys. We got two running backs, a five-star, number 24, the according to some websites, the 24th best high school player in the country, Richard Samuel out of Cass High School. This kid is going to compete with this other kid, Dontavius Jackson, who only played one half. Old dog, how good do you have to be? to only play one half of one game in your senior year and still get offered by the University of Georgia. Well, not only that, but didn't he have like 200 yards in that half? He had 200 <laughs> yards in one half of one game. We offered this kid. He fell and, and sprained and tore some tendons in his wrist and missed his entire senior year. But as a junior, Dontavious Jackson averaged 11 Yards a carry. He runs a four four forty, and is going to compete with Richard Samuel to be Noshawn Moreno's backup for the next two years. Because believe me when I say, I don't care what you think about Caleb King or Richard Samuel or Dontavious Jackson, there ain't one of them that can carry Noshawn Moreno's cleats to the field. No, and I was going to ask you. You're saying they're going to compete for the backup to to Noshawn. I yes. mean, what about Superman Caleb King? Superman Caleb King is going to be in the mix as a redshirt freshman, but he is still he's going to have to compete against this kid Jackson and this kid Samuel because as we all know by now, as we broke here on the Dogcast a year ago, Caleb King is not all that they say that he is. Well, and not only that, but I I think at least one of these fellows and probably both of them are going to end up with a redshirt. Oh yeah. Because I mean, obviously King's not going to be able to redshirt again. Uh, you're going to have Noshan as the starter. King is going to be the backup, and we're going to have somebody else come on up and be the third stringer, you know, on that. I mean, this whole business that we started with this running back by committee and all that, hopefully that has gone out the window. We definitely have one prime running back in Noshan Moreno. Caleb King will be a backup. He'll get his chance, and we'll have a guy that, Hopefully, we will never, ever know his name that'll be the third stringer. That's right. And that's the way it's going to be. We don't need running back by committee anymore. Well, let's move on to the rest of the highlights of the class. As everybody knows, everybody in America knows, the quote-unquote number one player in the class is A.J. Green, a five-star receiver out of Somerville, South Carolina. 
This kid is 6'4", he's 184 pounds, ranked by many as high as the third best player in the country, as low as the ninth best player in the country. He is the headliner for the class and looks to make an immediate impact as a player on the field as early as the South Carolina game. This kid's going to come out and play early. Well, at this point in time, let's just hope that if he can catch the ball in high school, he will continue doing it and doesn't catch Martrez Milner disease that seems so prevalent with so many of our receivers. With our hot receiving recruits. Right. And Uh, Lord knows. And, again, I would not be surprised, Eric, if A.J. Green doesn't redshirt because a lot that is prop receiver is probably still the one position that we are overloaded with. I hear you I hear you buddy but I'm telling you I'm I think I'm going against the red shirt for AJ Green. I'm thinking you're not going to see that kid red shirt. I think he's going to play right out of the gate. I got a dollar says he's a red shirt. We'll see what happens. Okay. The rest of the there's a lot of highlights here, guys. We're not going to hit every player, but we're going to talk about some of the guys. Ben Jones, 6'3", 300 pounds out of Alabama, recruited as a center, has already enrolled and is being groomed. Despite what the depth chart says about Chris Davis, this kid is being groomed as the replacement for Fernando Velasco, and I think he's got the chops to get it done. Ben Jones is going to make an impact real early on as an offensive lineman. At 300 pounds, he doesn't need to red shirt to gain weight or anything like that. He's an impact player right out of the gate. Um, Tavares King, the only thing you need to know about Tavares King, he's a four-star wide receiver. His dad played tight end for the Clemson Tigers. Everybody thought he was going to Clemson. He came to Georgia. We lost a player to Clemson, but we picked a couple players up from Clemson too. Uh, How about this kid out of Independence? Uh, his name is McKeary, McKeary Pugh. The third player in a row, we've gotten, we've actually the fourth player, we've gotten three players out of Independence High School in Charlotte, North Carolina in the last four years. Mario Rayleigh, we got the bookends, Joe Cox and Mo Mass. Yeah. And now we got this kid Pugh, who is just an athlete being recruited as a maybe a wide receiver, maybe a defensive back. I just think it's cool the little thing we got going on with Independence. Well, hopefully they'll turn out better than Joe Cox did. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um, then, how about this kid? I know you got something to say about this kid. Uh, his last name is Rambo. That's all you need to know. That's all if you need. You, if you have signed a recruiting class and one of the kids you've got in its last name is Rambo, you're automatically top five. <laughs> and there's really no reason to keep reading down this list. Wait. We, signed, we, were, we were ranked somewhere in the top five. We signed 24 kids, and hopefully by their senior season, 14 or 15 of them will be playing. Okay, wait. I've got a few things to say about a couple more players. Okay? Go ahead. I how I don't know how this is working out that all of a sudden you're not interested in recruiting. You're mm. the one that's supposed to make me interested in recruiting. I am. As I told you before, I'm happy. We signed offensive linemen and defensive lineup, defensive linemen. None of them are five stars. None of them are pretty boys. None of them get the press, but they're the ones that are going to win football games. Have you got nothing to say about Frank Ross's kid? We got Frank Ross's kid. I got Frank Ross's 
autograph on my pillow from when I went to football camp in Athens. Stayed in Myers Hall with no, no air, air conditioning. conditioning. Brought your own fan. Brought my own fan and brought my pillowcases when yeah. I was going to football camp in Athens. Frank Ross signed my pillowcase, man. And now his kid is a tight end. He's going to be playing for us out of Kennesaw. He's 6'4", 220. You know, what else you need to know? His last name is R-O-S. Well, and and I hope he gets to see some playing time. But we are stacked at tight end. Well, there's two other players I want to talk about. Before we go All on, right. I want to talk about this kid, Blair Walsh. He's the kicker. Man, you don't want to say that for the kicking show? No. <laughs> which is... Which it may be more anticipated, the second most anticipated show this year, next to the T- Tim Tebow Mythbusters show. Which is the next show we're going to do. Which is the next show out, and I want you fans to know it's already in the can. We've already recorded the Tim Tebow Myth. See, but you're not supposed to. You're not supposed to. You're you're. That's a peek behind the curtain, dude. Well, we got to give it to the folks. The miracle of time shifting. We, we can already have that show recorded and not release it. Man, you're not supposed to divulge our secret no, radio the, secrets. Our fans need to know because they're not dumb. We're broadca- they're not dog vendors. We're broadcast professionals. That's man. right. Okay, this kid Blair Walsh missed a 67-yard field goal wide right. <laughs> wide right, 67 yards. He is 21 of 24 under 50 yards and had two 57-yarders as a senior in high school. So what you're telling me, he's no Andy Bailey. (laughs) He's no Andy Bailey, my God, I'll tell you that. And I'll tell you, just for the heck of it, i got to give this kid Cornelius Washington. He's a four-star defensive end out of Burke County High School. Drop the stars. Drop the stars. Four stars. Four-star defensive end, Bill. Four stars. You can't discount four stars. I like the fact that he's a lineman. Listen. Stars don't mean nothing. All you really need to know is that he's from Burke County High School. Mm-hmm. Burke County High School is where my father-in-law played his high school ball in the great city of Waynesboro, Georgia, the bird dog capital of, of the, the United States. Of the world. <laughs> bird dog capital of the world. How can a kid out of Burke County High School, bird dog capital of the world, Waynesboro, Georgia, not be great? Tell you what, that boy will be sniffing out quarterbacks. There you go, baby. Pardon the punt. My boy Cornelius Washington out of Burke County, he's getting mad props from the dog cast. Absolutely. We'll be watching it. That's all you need to know. Listen, dog fans, 28 visits, 28 official visits netted us 24 players. And, you know, the amazing thing, Again, getting off this year's recruiting, we've already got about half of next year's class already signed. And it is amazing to me, and it's just really how good Coach Rick and the staff is. They don't get a lot of play. They're not constantly up there, you know, in some kind of battle for this guy or next. They just go out about their business quiet and steady. They're like stealth recruiters. Yeah. They go out, they get the kids signed, they get them in early, and there's not a whole lot of hoopla about, is this guy going to come? Is this guy going to go? You know, we've got kids in the bank way, way before anybody else does. You know, the bottom line is, dog fans, 
is we don't reload or rebuild so much as now as we open the door and tell players that we want them and we'll let them come play for University of Georgia. The bottom line is our program screams stability and success. Coach Rick can go into any living room he wants in the United States and say, look, we play in the Sugar Bowl. Look, SEC titles, Sugar Bowls, BCSs, year in, year out, we are contenders, and we would like to let your kid come play for the University well, of Georgia. Well, and I think, I think what it boils down to, although they don't say it, is when they walk in to a recruit's living room, they say, we are here to allow your son to play for the University of Georgia. Absolutely. If you don't commit early... There will not be a place for you later. Right. We're the University of Georgia, man. You, We are your first choice or you're not on the field with us. Exactly. I mean, we're not anybody. We don't play second fiddle to anybody. We don't reload. We don't rebuild. We don't do anything like that. We are just doing what we do. 28 official visits, 24 players. I'm telling you. What, what more can you say? Coach Rick can go in there. You know, his... his look at this, man. His... um. You know, his mom and dad have moved to Athens. His sisters live in Athens. His brother just moved to Athens this summer. Uh, his wife's family lives in White County. This kid, Mark Rick, is Man, committed. That, that sounds like some kind of mafia thing. I'm telling you. Where he's got the whole family moving in. Stability. Stability, man. Our program is you, all about stability. Well, you got to love it. And, and again, Coach Rick is going to be there for a long time long time and maybe at least the way it's heading Don't say the it. best coach oh. the University of Georgia has ever had that's a whole show right there we need to have this is Mark Rick the best football coach the University of Georgia has ever well, had I mean we can't say that now but he certainly has the possibilities <laughs> To be one. He's, to setting, be it. he's setting a hell of a pace. He certainly is. Which brings us to our next news item, the Vince Dooley Memorial Athletic Section of Campus. Because there's a lot of talk about this. It, if you didn't know all if you didn't know dog fans, there's a movement afoot sponsored by none other than our friend Michael Adams. He basically wants to name the entire southern tip of the campus. From the Woodruff practice fields to Sanford Stadium, Stegman Coliseum, around to the Buttsmere building. He's going to name all that the Vince Dooley area, athletic complex. You know, and, and again, for anyone that's gone to the university and gotten an education that's going to make them money, they really don't care what happens on South Campus. Come on now. Hey, hey, hey. I mean... As 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 you as you well know, Wait North Campus is where it's happening. That is total bullshit. That is that is where the money is made. You are that's dreaming. where the rubber meets the road. North Campus is home to the journalism school, the Come business on. school, English majors. Give the me a journalism break. school. There are psych classrooms up there. Home of the Peabody Awards. Oh please. Don't get me started on this North Campus, South Campus crap. Down on South Campus, we're doing things like inventing... Home economics. Hey, hey, 
Put we got the, windows in pigs. We got the <laughs> allergy-free peanut down there, man. Allergy-free peanut. Come on. We're making money on South Campus. That's where the pharmacy school is, the vet school. Everybody knows South Campus is the only place that any real education North happens. North Campus is where it's happening. Please. Believe me, when you cross over... When you cross over the bridge, it's like Please. walking into a damn foreign country. <laughs> what is this, Russia? God, man, you make me sick, old dog. You make me sick with your North Campus pompous attitude. So what do you think? The Vince Dooley Memorial Southern Tip Complex, is that a slap in the face? Because you've got a lot of people out there saying that the Vince Dooley... You know, it should be duly field at Sanford Stadium, and anything less than that is a slap in the face. Well, I... Bring it. Bring it, old dog. Bring it. I am all for naming the railroad tracks after Vince Dooley. The Vince Dooley Memorial Tracks. I mean, again, this is a generational thing, and Vince Dooley was there for pretty much the part of three generations. And... The folks that are my age and a little bit older know Vince Dooley as a better-than-average coach. And Vince Dooley did not become great until Herschel Walker signed in 1980. And it is like the tale of two coaches. That's when we became tailback you. That's when we started winning on a regular basis. Before Herschel came, Vince Dooley was an adequate coach at best. Who he lost had, to every ACC team he played. Yes, he did. In one in, year. In one year. I, I sat on the tracks and watched Wake Forest beat us. Right. I mean, you know, and I'm not trying to diss Vince at all. We like Vince. I like Vince Dooley way better than I like Michael Adams. Oh, much, much better. <laughs> But to put Vince Dooley, say, on a stat on the status of a Bear Bryant or somebody along those lines, you can't do it. The man was at the University of Georgia for twenty five years and brought home one national championship. And to be perfectly honest, let's be honest here. Having Herschel Walker on your team doesn't require any massive you know, game plan strategy or anything like that. No, and, and he I, himself has said his game plan was he told Buck Blue, hand off left, hand off right, hand off up the middle. Right. That's pretty much all and, you got to do. And, and I'll tell you this as somebody that was there in the late 70s, if Herschel Walker had not signed in 1980 and did what he did. Vince Dooley probably would have not been the coach of the University of Georgia in 1982. I'm telling you, that's the fact. Because kids. I went, I went through some dismal years as a Bulldog fan, as a student at the university. I mean, there were some trying times. There were people that called for Dooley's head, and again, he was a great coach in the latter part of his tenure, not his whole tenure. And, I mean, we rush so much to name this, to name that. Sanford Stadium is Sanford Stadium. It doesn't need another name. It doesn't need anybody else on there. 
I think it's fine if we want to name something on some part of the campus uh -huh. after Dooley. That's fine. Down South Campus, where the real brain work is happening. Yeah, definitely keep it on South Campus. Yeah. That's where, like, all the smart people hang out. The, the biochemistry, the organic chemist, the pharmacist. Right. That's and, where the real and then the guys, brain power. And then the guys that go to the Brooks School will show those guys how to make a living. Listen, I, got, I, I, I like the business guys, too, but you can't be blowing up my South Campus boys. All right. So, you're happy with the Vince Dooley South Campus Memorial area? That's, I could care less. I don't, I don't give a damn if they name nothing after him. I tell you what, why don't we name the Orbit Bus the Dooley Bus? The Dooley, the Dooley, the Dooley bus. Orbit Bus. And no one knows where that goes either. No, I mean, if you want to name something after him, that's fine. But I am not a fan of, like they do at Tech, you know, Bobby Dodd Field at beautiful Grant Stadium or whatever the hell it is. Yeah, we don't historic in there. We don't need 15 names on our stadium. We don't need a field named differently than the stadium. It's Sanford Stadium. That's where the University of Georgia plays football. That's where they've done it for over 100 years, and hopefully that's where they'll do it for the next 100 years. Actually, it was called Hurdy Field for some of the first years. You're there, right. But anyway, it's okay. All right, so... I got a little inside tip for you guys, dog fans. I've noticed something. I've talked to Rodney Garner about it. I've talked to Stacey Searles about it. I know that are, there's some... Does Stacey Searles talk back? No, he doesn't. Okay. Because he's under a gag order. Even though we're buddies. He just listens. Even though we shoot pool together at Christmas time, and we play backyard football with his wife, who is like four foot eight. Um, Did she pancake you? <laughs> Let me ask you. Be honest now. I'm going to tell you. Stacy Searles has not pancaked me, but by God, he could yeah, if he wanted okay. to. Okay? <laughs> you trust me. If he takes a mind to pancake you, your ass is pancaked. Okay? But let's talk about this for just a second. I know there are some dads out there who have got young kids. I've got kids myself. I want them to play for the University of Georgia. I know that it's not likely. But... I've discovered a loophole, I think, in the University of Georgia Constitution. A loophole that almost guarantees your young son, regardless of his level of skill, regardless of the color of his skin, race, creed, national, or religion, okay? A loophole in the Constitution that guarantees you a scholarship. What is that? you got to name him A.J., if your kid is named AJ, I can almost guarantee you, regardless of the level of skill of his game, he can get a scholarship at the University of Georgia because we love guys named AJ. <laughs> AJ Bryant, AJ Green, AJ, we are covered up in AJs. AJ Harmon, I'm telling you, if your kid has... Andy a, Johnson. Andy Johnson. If there's an A and a J somewhere in his name, at, you know, you're in good shape. Because I'm telling you, you can't. There is a scholarship available for you. There is money for you to go to school. The A.J. Memorial Scholarship. It might be something like they have linked to the library. Right. Where there have got to be columns all the way around. So they did those faux columns. Yes, yes, on the, the half expansion. columns. Like the, there the may be like the A.J. Scholarship. Peel and stick columns. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm telling you. I have a son. My youngest son, his name's Jake. We're gonna. His first name's Jake. We're changing his first name. His middle name is now gonna be Jake. First name Allen. 
Yeah. Alan Jake. There you go. AJ. And, and we're going to start calling him AJ, and uh, we're going to hope he's got hands or something, you know, but and it's not going to matter. He'll probably get an offer next year. He's getting offered. He's, he's four, right? Absolutely. He's okay. four right now. He'll be offered by the time he's in the second grade. So, let's talk about license plates. Okay. This is a huge story, old dog. Oh, it, Huge it, it, story. Yes, it is. <laughs> this is the kind of thing you talk about in late February. Right here. Because nobody's been arrested. Exactly. We've had nobody arrested, so now I'm, I'm, I have to talk about unlike license the, plates. Unlike the University of South Carolina, we're, which we'll get to. We're getting to that. License plate parody. Did you know the University of Georgia offers University Georgia residents... You can get a Clemson plate. You mean the state of Georgia the offers these license the plates The state for of you. Georgia will let you get a Clemson. The Division of Motor Vehicles. The DMV. You can get a Clemson license plate, an Auburn license plate, or a University of Florida Gators license plate. Yet, Along with a Georgia Tech license plate. Yeah, but that doesn't really count because nobody actually gets those. But... You can get those plates. Now, in Florida, Alabama, and South Carolina, none of those states reciprocate with their own University of Georgia offerings. And we've got a guy here, uh, Eric Johnson, a Republican from Savannah. Yes, from the 1st District. Home of the old dog is saying, you know what, we've got to have reciprocity in this license plate thing, or we are going to not only not issue any more plates, we're going to revoke the existing plates that are out there. Take them away. We're going to take your plates away from you. And not only that, I think they should fine them. If you're in Savannah and you can hear my voice, you need to write your congressman, your your senator, Eric Johnson, well, and say... He's representative. Yeah. That's the kind of creative legislative thinking that we need here in Georgia. You know, we don't have to worry about taxes. We don't have to worry about anything else. License plates, man. We need reciprocity on license plates or we're going to start pulling people. Yeah. Well, Eric's a good boy. I mean, there's no doubt about that. Good Savannah boy. He is. Is he a Catholic? I'm sure he is. I'm sure he is, too. He's probably got red hair, too. And, cel- and celebrate St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, exactly. Well, so that's it. I wanted I wanted to let you guys know about this license plate problem because that, that's a big deal down here in the state. That was actually the lead sports article in the USA Today. Which tells you just how dismal the sports world is. <laughs> but it tells you how nobody cares about NBA basketball, <laughs> hockey, whatever else. Drag racing. Drag racing, whatever else is going on. At this time, it is a lot more important on what kind of license plate you can get, whether Kobe Bryant's got a torn tendon in his pinky finger or some guy dresses up like Superman and dunks the ball. How meaningless is the NBA right now? It's it's tragic what has happened to a once great league. Did you know, old dog, Yes. moving on to topic number seven for this show, that Hawaii, there's a player, a guy who just graduated from the University of Hawaii. His name is Lene Amosa. Okay, just forget for a minute that his name is Lene. Okay, <laughs> Lene. He says that Georgia got lucky in the Sugar Bowl. We got lucky that we caught Hawaii on a down day. Because if we'd gotten Hawaii on a day when they were feeling good or feeling up, they would have destroyed us. 
Yeah. And that we should feel lucky that we caught him on a down note. Any comments there? We were extremely unlucky to be forced to play a second-rate team in the University of Hawaii that had no business being in a major bowl game. It was an insult to the University of Georgia that we had to play Hawaii, and it was an insult to bowl games in general that a team like that would actually be included. I agree. I mean, I just that's it. To tell you that a Hawaii, they, a Hawaii player second, said we got lucky. They're a bunch of second-rate chumps. All right, it's time for you to bring on your dumb USC fans rant. This is incredible. I mean, University of South Carolina fans are so delusional. <laughs> and for you folks that don't know, the old we're gonna break. We're gonna break a little news. They had two freshman receivers that got caught smoking dope in their car. Now to start with. I would throw these guys off my team just because they're stupid. They're smoking dope like in the parking lot of a they Walmart. Go, they go to the food lion food to get lion. their dope. Now, I don't know if they bought it in the parking lot or if they bought it in the produce aisle. <laughs> I'm not sure what the food lion in Irmo sells. But after that, they then drive to some apartment complex down in Five Points or in the Vista, crank their radio up as loud as it'll go, unroll their windows, light up their dope, and are surprised that they get caught. And to further exacerbate the situation, there are South Carolina fans that think it's a conspiracy against the players that somehow... Someone made these kids go buy their dope, <laughs> made them so stupid that they would drive to an apartment complex that then apparently this unknown person took their hand and cranked their radio up all the way and then ran into their apartment and called the police. You would think, and, and that's all they talk about on South Carolina radio. I, I mean, we have... Junior players that get so drunk they flag down a policemen <laughs> thinking they're cab drivers. And if you want it to go away, don't talk about it. Uh, Let it alone. Pretend it didn't happen. <laughs> yes, Fred Munzenmeyer, we're talking to you. South Carolina fans, it, they have nothing else to talk about except the old ball coach and his ball plays. And ball and- this and ball that. <laughs> and he has, you know, made his son the the passing game coordinator and the offensive line coaches the running game coordinator. But he's still going to call the ball plays. Because he's, he's the gonna old call, ball coach. He's going to call football plays. He's going to call basketball plays he's gonna call baseball plays he's gonna call volleyball plays he's gonna call any damn play that involves a ball because he's the ball coach coach. and he knows more about balling than anybody else in the world oh you're out of control dog you gotta settle down all right last topic of the night we're i'm telling you 
Apart from the fact that Woodford Reserve makes a fantastic bourbon. But you don't have nearly enough ice in that drink. You're right. I did have more ice when we started. But, but it melted. Yeah, I know. Okay. See, I'm from North Campus. I know that. Uh, easy, easy. Okay. All right. Let's talk a little bit about dog dial. Because I, I shouldn't even be going into this, but I can't help it. I've got to let you guys know this, okay? We're going to talk about dog dial. As you know, if you've been listeners of the dog cast for long, you know that last fall, me and Old Dog were hosting a radio show that was hosted out of the, the fabulous Wow Cafe and Wingery in Five Points. On the Alexander Stevens Network. On the Alexander Stevens Network. <laughs> and now, if you've noticed, if you even look at it or care or whatever, we are now, we've, we've I don't know. What, well, Derek, did we only quit people or were we fired? The only people that would know are the people in Tifton. That actually, they can actually hear right. anything on the Alexander Stevens Network. But anyway, long but here's story what, short. Here's what happened. The guy that duped us into doing the radio show for absolutely nothing <laughs> has now duped has, has now, the guys at Rivals. Right, has now gone in and gotten the dog vent people to do the show. And what a marriage made in heaven. They, You've got a delusional guy from Mississippi <laughs> with a bunch of booger-eating morons that dog vent and think they have some kind of insight into Georgia football it is going to be great. And not only are they covering football, they're going to cover basketball, who really gives a damn. Be sure to tune in on Indoor Tuesdays. and outdoor gymnastics. For volleyball, gymnastics, baseball coverage, uh, men's basketball, women's basketball, everything you ever want to know about Georgia's sports. I think they're even going to cover donkey basketball. <laughs> men's tennis, men's golf, women's golf. Well, you know, men's tennis, and diving. men's tennis and men's golf is close to my heart. The point is, if any of you have ever listened to the Rivals guys on their podcast, um, you know that they are absolutely electric on the mic. I mean, they are scintillating. Yes, they are. Hi, <laughs> this is Steve, and I'm Josh. And But anyway, you guys know what, you know, they are what they are, and they're going to cover. And I'm just telling you, it's a match made in heaven. And if I were some kind of corporate website raider, and my strategy was to try to take rivals down, I could not devise a better strategy than to pair them up with the the... Dog Dial on the Alexander <laughs> Stevens Network. The, the guys behind the Dog Dial program, because they're gonna they're before they find out what the Dog Dial is all about, they're gonna waste more time and energy for absolutely nothing well, and, whatsoever. And, and it's on nothing. And their major sponsor is Amtrak, who <laughs> I think their lone rider is Boxcar Willie. So. We want to wish the guys at Rivals and Dog Dial good All luck. All the best. All the best. Best regards. We hope you guys are doing great and enjoying your time there at the Blind Pig in Athens. And, um, you know, good luck. Absolutely. And with that, we're going to sign off. Thanks for listening to the podcast. As usual, you guys this can is, listen to us. And this has been the Recruiting Show, the Rant Show. The General News Show, the Bus South Carolina <laughs> Fan Show, the and, License Place Show, and after and after this, within two weeks after the posting of this, please look on your iPod for the Tim Tebow. Oh, it's the much anticipated Tim Tebow Myth 
blockbuster show. It's going to be a lot we are less than adding two weeks. To, we are adding to constantly. I, it's going to be less than two weeks because I can't stand to hold it in that long. It's going to be a lot less than two weeks because I just have to get it out there. Because, oh, Tim Tebow is my hero. He's he's everything an <laughs> almost aborted child should be. <laughs> he's, now, see, you're having to telegraph Tim Tebow is the, the Tim we're out of control, dog fans. We are out of control. By fans, for fans, the dog cast is the show for you. If you want, you know, something else, then you probably shouldn't be listening to this show. Yeah. <laughs> we have spun off the rails here, dog fans. We'll be back next week with the and Tim Tebow. And we just need to shut it down. Exactly. Tim Tebow Mythbusters coming out next week. Thanks for listening. Call us at 706-534-1516 or email us at dogcast at gmail.com. We really appreciate you listening. We're sorry for the delay, but there's not much going on in Georgia football right now. No, we got to string trying this to make, stuff out. We've got to string it out to G-Day, baby. Spring ball is coming soon, though, so hang in there, dog fans. We'll be here for you every day during spring ball. Thanks for listening. Go dogs.